Hello, my fellow wrestling fans. This is Eric Sacker, author, fitness instructor, and host of the new podcast, Walk That All Wrestling Show. I hope you join me each week here on SoundCloud and iTunes. We will review, preview, and interview all things professional wrestling. I hope you join me each week, and don't be afraid to walk that out. Woo! We are back for another action-packed Walk That Out Wrestling Show. Glad you're here to join us. We got a lot to cover this week. We had the Money in the Bank pay-per-view match this past Sunday. A lot coming out of that this week. I got a special guest to help me break that down and give her opinions on that. Uh, former Pure Pro Women's Wrestling Champion, Natalina Corvino, is going to join me later on in the show. We're going to break down the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And she, I talked to her earlier in the day, and she has some opinions. She's not happy with some of the outcome. And uh, so this is going to be a great episode. Trust me, she's fired up. And uh, Natalina's a great uh, talent in her own right. She's also a model, and she's... Uh, had some uh, film work going on too, so we'll hear a little bit about that as well. Uh, man, I, I watched Monday Night Raw last night as I'm filming, or excuse me, recording this. I'm not filming it. That'd be kind of cool. But I've been recording this episode here. I, it's, uh, I haven't quite yet watched uh, SmackDown, but I have watched Monday Night Raw. And uh, I, I kind of enjoyed the show last night. I didn't enjoy everything out of it. Uh, you know, I would probably would have changed a few things. Uh, enjoyed the uh, Samoa Joe and uh, Roman Reigns interaction. Enjoyed the match that they had. They, they maximized the minutes, told the story on both sides. Joe got all his stuff in. Roman got all his stuff in. It didn't destroy either one of them. Uh, and uh, built Joe up. Uh, it's getting ready for Brock Lesnar. And uh, we're looking forward to that match. And... Roman, it's it's got he's he's still back in the story with Braun Strowman. As we seen Braun come back last night, and he was instrumental in uh, causing ultimately causing Roman the match against Joe. And I don't know necessarily Joe would have needed Braun Strowman to loot to win the match, but you know, hey, who knows, right? That's what the <laughs> that's what the show's for. Uh, but Braun comes down after the match and. Uh, you know, now it's Roman Reigns, and then says, uh, if you're mad enough, uh, you'll see me at Balls of Fire, Great Balls of Fire, uh, and uh, we'll have an ambulance match. So I reckon that's official now. So that should be interesting. Uh, enjoyed the uh, Hardy Boys and uh, Anderson Gallows match last night. Great tag action, good stuff. Hardy Boys came out on top. Still trying to get their uh, tag team title back. Uh, also enjoyed the uh, cruiserweight action last night. Akira Tozawa against TJP. Uh, they never let me down when they're in the ring. Either one of them. They're great talents, man. Uh, they're grooming uh, Tozawa to be a cruiserweight champion, or at least the challenger right now. They also grooming him to be in the Titus brand with Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews. 
And uh, it's a it's a crazy angle they're running right now. Akira he doesn't really, he's a man of few words, and Titus is running his mouth <clears throat> supposedly on Kira's behalf, saying he's the next cruiserweight champion, which is really offending uh, Neville. And Neville's posting these threats to uh, Akira Tozawa, so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, either way, I'll be entertained. Uh, the Cruiserweights never let me down. Uh, I mean, that's just my opinion. Some of you guys may disagree. You know, may not like the Cruiserweights. But hey, this is my show, and I'm telling you what I like, right? <laughs> Feel free to write the hate mail to me. <laughs> um, I wasn't too interested in the women's uh, segment last night. It just seemed like a big cluster to me. I wish they would have had a... Uh, clean finish and then had the all the the group interaction last night uh would have made more sense to me but i guess they they didn't want to just have somebody have a clean loss and still have a contender for the title but there these uh multi-women matches are i don't know man i'm kind of getting they're kind of stifling me here uh i i I just want to, why don't we have the women's tag titles? I don't know. If we're getting more women involved, let's have some tag titles for them. I don't know. It kind of makes sense to me. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, maybe we'll have a new challenger for uh, uh, Alexa's title. I hope so. Uh, I was really pulling for Nia Jax to be the next champion. Just my personal opinion. She's good talent, good good monster. She could be a monster hill if she wanted to be. Uh, but anyway, we'll see where that develops. Uh, we finally found out what happened between uh, Cass and Enzo. Turns out Cass is the attacker. Uh, he's tired of the dead weight that Enzo's became. He's holding him back. He's never won a title in WWE. So Cass is full-fledged hill now. He's going alone and doesn't need Enzo no more. He says Enzo rots his mouth, rots checks, his ass can't cash. And Enzo and Cass has always had to back him up, and so he's tired of it. Uh, Corey Graves kind of helped solve that little issue. He had the security footage of Cass setting up his own attack where he wasn't really attacked. And then also, occur, uh, what happened in that segment? Angle had called down Revival and Big Show. They was also being questioned. Uh, and Big Show was offended that Angle would accuse him or even question him about it. So now, to the to the effect that he don't even know if he wants to be on Angle's show anymore. So who knows what will happen with Big Show? Is he leaving Raw? Is he going to SmackDown? Is he? I know his contract is ending this year, so I don't know if it's just a way for him to, you know, ease out of the whole program itself. It remains to be seen. Uh, I hope they do something with him. Uh, you know, if he's going to go out, I hope he goes out, you know, a better way than just that storyline. Um, watched uh, watched uh, Sheamus and uh, Cesaro defeat uh, Titus and Apollo Crews. You know, I, I'm kind of confused. Is Apollo Crews and Titus hills or faces? What are they? It's kind of interesting. Uh, I thought Titus was a uh, hill, but now he's kind of—it's kind of interesting. He's, he's kind of his own guy, and he's—he's he's entertaining as heck, man. But uh, I'm kind of confused what they're doing with him. 
because uh, she Seamus and Cesaro they're they're hills right they're entertaining but still they're hills but Cesaro and Seamus came out on top <clears throat> I wouldn't have mind seeing uh, Titus and Cruz winning that match that would have made things interesting but uh, we'll see where it goes uh, overall I enjoyed the show enjoyed the uh, Seth Rollins Bray Wyatt uh, segment Seth took some stitches in the uh, looks like in the cheek from where he did the dive on Bray uh, so I think they'll have a pretty good match at uh, Great Balls of Fire. But that's my little quick review of Raw. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. I give Raw a B plus. I rarely give A's anymore. Don't think I mean I will give an A. <laughs> B plus is about as high as it's going here lately. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll grade the uh, Money in the Bank pay per view later in the show when I and. It's coming soon, because right now, I want to introduce you to the former Pure Pro Women's Wrestling Champion, Natalina Corbino. Natty, what's going on? Hey, I'm back. You're back. You're back talking to me, but this is the first time you've been on the Walk That Out Wrestling show, the new show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But me and you converse, you know, quite frequently, you're like, <laughs> Bud, you know. Yeah, those not are... just, they're not just a business arrangement. We're we're actually buddies. We're a, we're a business arrangement. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not just a business arrangement. We're buddies we're just, too. That sounds... you check on me. Make I... sure I'm doing okay. I do. I do. I yeah. I try to keep up with what's going on in in your life. I'm not a Facebook stalker, but you know, <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I stalk your stalkers. How's that? <laughs> hey, they are entertaining. You cannot deny that they are entertaining. They are quite entertaining. I This was funny, and I'm going to bring this on the show because it was funny. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to bring the guy's name, but it was funny. You posted this one, and he was calling you sexly. Oh, my God. And I, I said, somebody got a nickname. <laughs> yeah. People are already starting to call me that. They're like, I've been getting messages just from people, you know, like people that know me, and like, hey, what's up, sexly? I'm like, oh, gee, really? <laughs> He's bringing sexly back. <laughs> and the sad part is, is that looking at the picture from a distance, he looks like he could be related to me. I mean, he resembles like my father and my uncle, and that alone is just creepy. And, I mean, he looks like he's in his 60s, which my dad is in his 70s, and so is my uncle. So it's just like, like okay, A, you're weird because you look like my you know relatives, and then you're weird because you're talking to me this way, and you can't even speak English. And I checked to make sure he was in America, and he's in America. So it's not like he's from another country. He's actually in America. So I don't know where he went to school. Poor guy. I, I feel bad for you know him for not knowing what sexy is but now i'm just uh, i said yesterday that i'm bringing sexly i can't bring it back because nobody had it before but i'm bringing sexly now that's what i'm doing <laughs> she started it <laughs> yep, right. i yeah you you say he's in america and my my wife gets these same messages and mm. we we've determined that their facebook says they're in america but they aren't in America. 
They they are because the the we've had a few just tell like their profile will say they're in America, and then the, some reason they're stuck in Nigeria or somewhere like that. Well, uh, either way, they're they're they have reached creeper status and they go on the wall of shame. And that's there where they that's where they're gonna stay. Mark Henry has the hall of pain. You have the hall of, the wall of shame. <laughs> right. Hey, you should you should start making shirts for that. <laughs> There's so many business ideas I have in my head of things that are going on, like little things that happen, like like you know if that chick can you know get her millions of dollars by that one stupid phrase she said on whatever show that it is. What's that show? Help me out here. Uh, what's I don't even know what we're that, talking that, about. That, that that cash me outside girl. That girl. What's Oh yeah, man. I know what you're talking about. Can't she think said of that it. one phrase, and she's going to be a millionaire just from one little thing. And I keep thinking, hey, one of these things is going to make that happen for me. Just one, just one of these things is going to make it happen. I just I haven't found it yet. So maybe sex sleep. I should just put it on a t-shirt and just start wearing it to the ring. That's what I'm going to do. Sex sleep. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> sex sleep. <laughs> so, so you. <laughs> You were in a uh, you were in a hardcore match this past weekend, and, I, and I'm bringing this up first because your opponent was last week's guest. Yes, Casey Dillon. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, tell me about that match. I'm still reeling from it, as far as the pain of the my back is. The sad part about it is I did not get many bruises because I don't bruise easy. But the, definitely there was swollen areas of my back, and she hit me in my buttocks, which I hate. I cannot stand that, and she hit me there. Um, my thigh, uh, my back again. I do have one big bruise on my stomach on my tattoo. Now, the, the bruise is showing through my tattoo, and the tattoo is black and gray. And I could, there's a big purple um, bruise right there, and that was from being hit over the stomach with a kendo stick. Um, I did not, ex- well, I mean, I kind of expected it for it to be, you know, pretty rough, but, you know, going home that night, just being just very sore and very like, oh god, god really, this <laughs> hurts so bad, and then laying down and then get trying to get up the next morning to wrestle again, on Sunday was just like I cannot wait to go back to bed I just I'm so sore and I don't know if I'm gonna make it <laughs> and uh I'm still I can still feel the swollen of my on my upper back where she cracked me over the back several times that... she's a she's a tough cookie she ain't no <laughs> she ain't no little girl she's a tough cookie no now, word on the web is that your husband had to help you now that's what I read <laughs> Well, yeah, she handcuffed me to the ring post and proceeded to, you know, still hit me with things. And, you know, I have no means of protecting myself at all. I mean, that's a, that's a little unfair advantage. Um, so he comes out uh, and unlo- tries to unlock the the handcuffs. I honestly can't remember just because it, you know how, like, when you're – the adrenaline is going and you're like literally scared because you don't know 
what she's going to hit you with next or what who somebody's going to hit you with. And, like, I'm worried about, you know, God, I hope she doesn't hit me in my face or my, you know, like, because the kendo sticks were actually breaking because we were hitting each other so hard. So there was a part where they had broken off on the top. I'm like, okay, I don't want to get, you know, hit in the eye with this thing. So I don't know where she's going to do next. So I'm just spazzing out in my head. He comes out, somehow is able to get me unhooked. And I had actually, she kicked us because we were still somewhat near close to the ring. She kicked us. I actually fell onto the, like, kind of like a gymnasium type floor. It's not a gymnasium, but gymnasium type floor. I actually landed on my hand with the handcuff on. So I thought I broke my wrist. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm like spazzing out all over the place. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Luckily I didn't. We were able to get the other one off and proceeded just to go again. And, you know, that was, that was his, I, I don't want to say, you know, she's like making it sound like, you know, we cheated. That's not cheating. That is him making sure that I have a means to protect myself because she's able to walk around with a kendo stick and a whip in her hand and I got nothing. Well, I want to throw this out there, and, and to your defense, it's a hardcore match. There isn't any rules. True. Any means necessary. True. But I should have had the opportunity to get her handcuffed and beat her senseless for a few minutes, and I didn't get that opportunity. So, in my mind, it made sense. So, so, <laughs> so is there a rematch brewing? Is that... There, there, there is a rematch brewing. She's a little ticked off at me right now, which I guess I would be too. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to, I guess, bring it even harder because now we're both infuriated. Well, we, we were kind of infuriated before, but now it's even more intense because this is all right. You know, one of us has got to put the other one away. I, I, know, so what we, I know what we need to do. <laughs> what? I had an idea. I need to bring both of you on the show. That would be rather interesting. Both of you on the show before the match, <laughs> and, and, and see who and see who does the best promo on this match. <laughs> I like that idea. I'll judge. I'll judge it, <laughs> I, and I, I'll be I'll be unbiased, <laughs> even though I've known you longer. <laughs> I know, right? I was about to say. <laughs> I do. I do have a PayPal account. I'm still. If you're listening, Casey, I do have a PayPal account. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm joking on that part. I mean, I do have one. But yeah, I want to say yeah, he's joking. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, I think it'd be kind of cool. It, we we've never had that. So. Well, then we have to make history. We have yeah. to make history. That's what we got to do. So, yeah, you schedule that, and we'll, we'll make sure we do that. Well, give me the details of when the next hardcore match is. I believe, I'm almost positive, but I will double-check so I don't say incorrectly, I believe it's July 8th. Now, okay. I'll check just to make sure, um, but that is, I believe that's the date that we're okay. doing it. Okay, we got some time. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you got time. We got some time. Okay. So, then you, you, you just said you worked a match on Sunday. Yes. Okay, who, who, did, you, who did you work Sunday? Uh, Danny Ferreira. Okay, uh, I've, I've heard that name, yes. Yeah, he's the one that has my title right now. I call it my title because it's my title. 
Uh, she still has it. I did win the match, however. Uh, it was a DQ at the end because once again, Nick D got involved and screwed me over. And she hit me upside the head with my own title. And that was the end of that. So we, we're still up for another rematch again so I can get my title back. You need a manager? <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I have a thing where I got to do it all on my own. Okay. Yeah, I, I really just... Mick is a thorn in my side. Uh, I don't even know why... Why? <laughs> I even have to deal with him sometimes, but he's definitely a thorn in my side. We're putting you on notice, Nick, okay? Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're on notice, Nick. That's your name now. On notice, Nick. Exactly. <laughs> so you made it home to watch uh, some of the Money in the Bank pay per view. I did. I did. Um, I was surprised that the female Money in the Bank match was first. I was kind of irritated a little bit that it was first. I think they should have put it later, but that's just my opinion. Don't make it right. But then again, seeing that this was supposed to be a monumental moment, they probably wanted as many viewers as possible and kind of like, you know, us older people who have just, you know, worked two shows over the weekend may not have made it till 11 o'clock at night, which I'm raising my hand guilty because I passed out, uh, you know, later on in the evening. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I, whew, I was I was just exhausted, and um, you know, and I watched it, and I was excited for them, and it was supposed to be a monumental moment, and the ending occurred, and I was slightly irritated. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about the women's match. Was you irritated at uh, at James Ellsworth? I was because now you can go through this, go to it with two perspectives. One, that was kind of an ultimate screw-you moment, you know, an ultimate heel moment, an ultimate that's-the-best-way-to-get-heat moment. But then someone, I can't remember who said it, someone brought up the fact that, you know, this was the first women's Money in the Bank. I think it took away from the women that, you know, none of them got to, well, they got, a couple got to it, but nobody actually, you know, got it down. I think that they should probably have not had that ending for the first one. Maybe for another one down the line. But not the first ever. I think it took away from what women have worked so hard to get to in the WWE. If that because it made sense to yep. me as I was reading, I was like, you know what, you're right. You like, that that's that's so true. It took away from everything of all of the okay, we're not divas anymore, you know. And I felt it just it took this guy who I've never met. I don't know anything about him. I know he's you know over because they were cheering for him like crazy. Oh, yeah. was, I was surprised. He's over as this heel. He's over. Great more happy for him, more power to him. Great. But just 
that moment, I think it should have been worked a different way if they were going to include him. Like, maybe Carmel would have got it, and then somebody else could have, like, tried to take it away from her, and then he got involved. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not part of WWE. I can't say. It's just my opinion. I just still think the, I still think if Carmella was meant to have it, which I think was a good idea, because that's going to bring her a lot of heat, um, then it should have been worked out a different way. This is my opinion. Yeah, I, I had uh, last week. I was kind of giving out my predictions, and I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> Half the time I am, so it's not a surprise. I was picking Charlotte to win uh, because she's the, you know, they paint her up to be this big superstar in the in the women's division, you know. So I thought, well, it would make sense for her to win. It'd be the first one to win it. So you know. If I go by the logic, how they, you know, the spot they put her in. Yeah. So, yeah, I was way off. <laughs> I thought it was going to be either Charlotte or Natalia. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel that because of how long Natalia has been in the business, I felt yeah. that she deserved it, you know, just as much. Yeah, Natalia but, is the most underrated uh, woman on the roster, I believe. Underrated. Define define underrated, meaning that she's not getting the push that she needs or I, she deserves. Yes, that's what I believe. Yeah. Okay. Under, I can see that. I think she's underappreciated. You know. But do you think I, it has to do with her age? It may be, but I can remember at a time. This is before like Total Divas came on, mm-hmm. that they had her being like, you know, doing interviews and stuff, like interviewing people. Instead of working in the ring. So, and I'm thinking, and I've seen her live in person, like on non-televised shows. She can outwork most of the women there. So, hmm. that's my opinion. But <laughs> Maybe she maybe she wanted some time off during that time? Like oh, no, she, she, was, she, was un, she was unhappy with the situation. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then that's not right at all. Yeah. I don't I don't understand that. But obviously she's loyal to the company and going to do what she has to do to stay with the company, you know. Yeah. It, you know, interview somebody or uh lose a match, whatever it has to take, you know, whatever, you know, she's she's a hard worker. Uh either she way. Is. Her hair irritates me though. <laughs> my my wife hates her outfit. Uh see, okay. And this is not knocking nobody. This yeah. is just opinion. So anybody that's listening, you know, everybody has their opinion. Uh, she's beautiful. She's dropped in gorgeous in my opinion. But when she's got these two little things on top of her head, or that one thing that makes her look like pebbles, you know, from the Flintstones, it drives me nuts. I don't know why. It just does. I, I think she has those because they're supposed to be cat ears. Uh, because she's got this big... Uh, fetish, not a fetish, I don't know what it's called, but she's a big fan of cats. Infatuation. There you go, that's the word. <laughs> and, uh, and so I think that's what that's supposed to be. Um, uh, but yeah, and I, her, yes, I agree with your wife with the outfit. I think her, her body is amazing, especially for her age. Because she's like in her late 30s or early 40s, right? Somewhere around there? Oh, no, no, she's mid-30s. I'm, I'm, oh. older, I'm older than her, and I'm I'm uh, in my late, getting into be my late thirties. So. <laughs> oh well, that, well then my husband was wrong because I asked him and he goes, I think she's about your age. I'm like, oh okay. 
Um, but anyway, still, regardless, she's still she's great shape. I think that there's something better they can put her in to complement her body. I mean, unless she really, really likes that gear, which is great, more power to her. But I think there's something better to complement her body. And oh, plus, definitely. It seems like you can't that whole long pants, and it seems like there's all that leather, and you can't breathe, and I'd be sweating so bad I just couldn't <laughs> handle it. Like, oh, get this off me. <laughs> I I would probably uh, split the leather, so. <laughs> but that's, you know, I don't think the leather looks too great on the men, so. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, unless they're in really tip-top shape and still. <laughs> even then, like, rock stars with the leather, sometimes it just doesn't even look right on them. Because it's like, okay, you could put one on a pair of jeans. You'd be all right. <laughs> or something better <laughs> yeah. than that. Uh, what did you think of, uh, let's see, the next match we had? Uh, I'm kind of scrambling around here. We'll stay with the women right now. What did you think of the title match, the women's title? Uh, with Lana and... Uh, Naomi, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Naomi girl because, I mean, Lana's beautiful. I, I love, you know, how she has created so much heat. You know, she plays the character extremely well. Um, but I'm like a, a complete Naomi girl. Just she comes out, she does the, the whole dance thing. It's with this the, the new her new entrance. I, I don't know even know how long ago she started, but it's the first time she came out with it, I was like, damn, I love this. This is great with the whole black light and everything because I love black light. Yeah. Um, and I, I just she's hardcore and she's a. Uh, She's definitely dedicated, and I feel that she. De- I'm glad she won because she definitely deserved it. I, w- I would be rather irritated if Lana had won so soon. I I think, I, oh. I I was afraid that Lana was going to win, mm-hmm. and then someone would cash in, and you know the same night. Yeah, Lana would be like a transition champion, and then someone cash in on her, you know, and win the match instead of like. I don't know. I just thought it'd be like a cheap transition. Not, but I'm glad I was wrong. You know, yeah. I'm, a Naomi, I'm a Naomi fan myself. I, to me, and I'm not knocking any of the other women there, but she's probably the best athlete. Uh, and not knocking Charlotte because she's great too. You know, but yeah. Naomi is probably one of the top athletes there right now. And she's been the, there longer than Charlotte, so that has a lot to do with it. Also, I think because you've worked longer and harder, so I think the longer you've been there, the more you deserve more recognition. And Naomi started out as a dancer, and look yeah. where she's at. Yeah, I know. I mean, I... Yeah, I mean that's legit too. I mean she worked for the Magic, so you know. Uh, but yeah, that's legit. And then she was stuck with the gimmick with Brodus Clay, you know, as a <laughs> what's the, what they call them the Funkodactyls <laughs> I, yeah I remember that was the first time I watched her and I was like oh, who are these chicks oh look at that oh look at that it's awesome <laughs> I thought they were cool and I think I remember used to sitting you know watching it and I was like how come they don't wrestle yeah you know it's, it's just, how come they're just you know the side chicks you I, know because obviously Naomi's I, I can't I honestly and I hate to say this I can't remember who was the other girl with her? Her name was, was that... her name was Cameron, but she's no longer with the company. So, okay, so she you you don't, you don't remember her, you remember Naomi, 
because she had I think she had a bigger presence. Yeah, plus when they did uh, wrestle, Naomi, you could tell, had done work in the ring, and Cameron, not so much. You know, uh, I'm, you know, she needed a lot of more training, and uh, you could tell it. Uh, Naomi got the six pack of abs, man. <laughs> She's got them abs for days. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I think that I read something. Uh, I don't know if it's her and you know she's married to uh, I think it's a Jimmy Uso one of the Usos and uh, I, I don't know if they're getting their own show or something like that I, that's a rumor I heard I can't confirm it but you know how it's like a spin off from Total Divas you know when are they going to have time they just follow them around while they're on the road <laughs> that's what the cameras do I'd be so irritated with the camera in my face all the time. I would oh, be God. too. Yeah, it's it's got to be heck for a personal life, you know. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I I don't know. But I guess if the money's right, they would do it <laughs> for a short term, I guess. But there's a certain point where you're gonna want to punch the camera guy because you're gonna want to have you know an int- not an intimate moment, but you. You know, like for me speaking, if a camera was following me around and I wanted to have an argument with my husband and the camera was going to catch everything, I'd probably throw something at the cameraman. Be like, either you leave now so I can argue with him or you're going to get hurt. One of the two. And that's how it would be. That's how it would go. We we would never have a reality show in my house because my <laughs> wife is almost always gone. So... <laughs> <laughs> Is it? It's me talking to my animals. <laughs> it would be the boringest show ever. <laughs> hey, but then you know that might just might be very entertaining for some people. You just never know. We we may make it make it to public access channel. I don't know. <laughs> paid TV. You never know. Paid programming. That's what I, I would have to pay <laughs> to be on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So I. I like the match between Naomi and Lana. I Lana probably I could tell she's been working, but you could tell she needs a little more work. Yeah, well, I mean, she's I, still yeah. This, she's in the beginning stages. Oh, definitely, you know? definitely. Yeah. Uh, but she did good. I mean, considering that was her first singles match on the big stage, so she's been working in NXT on the live events. So. Oh, has train. she? Yes. That I wasn't sure about. Yeah, she's been working in NXT on the live events, not on TV, but on the live events. So, get get some training time in. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully they'll do something. I'm glad they got her away from Rusev for now, and and I, I want Rusev to come back. <laughs> why is he not there again? I can't just I can't remember. He, somebody told me why he's not there right now. Well, he had shoulder surgery. Uh, he's ready to come back and he was supposed to come back uh, I don't know about a month or two ago and they scrapped his storyline and uh-oh. so he's just on the sideline waiting for something to do and I'm like okay the guy is incredibly talented why, why you know throw him into something you know <laughs> like but they, but they got Baron Corbin winning the money in the bank for the guys oh, God. yeah you know, like, see, they were going to throw Rusev in a title program with Randy Orton, 
but then they put the title on Jinder uh, Mahal. So, Did he come out of nowhere? Well, Jinder was with the company uh, for several years until 2014, and he got fired. And then he got rehired last summer, I want to say. And uh, he just came back in better shape. Uh, and he, you know, he the two years he was gone, he he traveled to Independence and and you know internationally as well, on his craft, you know, and put in the work. And he came back, and they gave him a push. <laughs> now, why was he fired, though? What was the reasoning? They really had nothing for him. Like he got released when you know how they go on a spree of releasing several talents. Like you know, it's kind of like budget cuts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he got fired the same time like uh, Kurt Hawkins and Drew McIntyre and all these guys did. And all those guys are back with the company now. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, same same happened with Drew McIntyre. He went out and just tore up the indies. Like, he fought everywhere. He got on TNA, became their champion, went over in Europe and uh, <laughs> became champion at almost every promotion. So now he's with NXT, so they're probably going to be the champion there. So hmm. yeah, so that's pretty cool. You know, I and I'll go ahead and talk about this: the Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal. I was kind of disappointed they wasn't the main event. Uh, reason being, I'm kind of old-fashioned. I think the world title should be the main event. I agree. And you know, I thought the way I would have done it. The women's, the women's uh, Money in the Bank would have been semi-main event because that was something we were making history with, according to the show, right? Right. So that would have been one of the main attractions. Why not put that as the semi-main event or co-main event, however you want to put it? Uh, I probably would have opened the show up with a tag team title match or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not not one of the money in the banks. I I was disappointed in that. It's kind of like uh, I don't know, like oh well, maybe it was an afterthought. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I'm like you, yeah, I was disappointed in that the order of the matches. Um, but the title match itself, <clears throat> I like that they had the uh, the legends at the springside because they incorporated that in the storyline. Mm-hmm. And uh, the match itself wasn't too bad. I mean, it kind of played out the way I figured it would, you know. <laughs> but I tell you, uh, did you watch any of that match at all? Which one was this again? Randy Orton and uh, Jinder Mahal. Very little of it, um, just because I have personal issues with Randy Orton. <laughs> um, do tell, do tell. Well, I mean, not like I don't know him personally, but... Um, you know, just the whole that he, you know, left his, you know, kind of went AWOL with the Marines. Um, that's a very sore spot for Tom, who was in the military himself. Um, my father was in the military, um, my grandfather. So I, I have a personal issue with that because I just felt it was wrong. And I mean, it was it was brought out in public. It's not like I'm speculating anything. That was that was you know something that's been brought out several times. I also don't like him. I just the the thing that he does when he like punches the ring and 
gets that look at us, it just irritates me. I don't know why. It just does. But that's that's everybody loves somebody and they hate somebody and I don't I don't love him. I, I don't like him. So <laughs> yeah, um that no I, I just very bits bits and pieces of it. It's, it's not really my go to guy to watch. You don't like the Viper, but you have a pet snake. <laughs> well, because my snake loves me. He cuddles me. <laughs> I, had to throw it. I, I had to throw that out there. <laughs> I, I trust you. I know. I, I'm like, like ah. he's not, actually, he's under his log right now. He's like, he won't even come out. But I tell you what, that match, I like the Jinder Mahal one. And because it would have just been so cliche if Randy won in his hometown. <laughs> That's, you know, what what a surprise would that have been? It wouldn't have been a surprise at all. So right. Now that, I think they plan it that way to where you don't win in your hometown because it's like it's expected. But now it's like expected that you're not going to win in your hometown in your hometown because you expect to. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus, they're still playing in a big tour of India, and they want to keep gender the champion. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We got to keep 1.3 billion people happy over there. So, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> they want to tap into that market and sell some merch. <laughs> yeah, solid business plan, but mm-hmm. gender gender has improved in the ring. I'll give him that. He could probably improve on his promos though. <laughs> Uh, he seems to he to me he's I don't know it seems like he's not as confident in his promos I don't know if that makes sense oh yeah it makes sense but they're they're harder you know to do sometimes especially if you're not used to talking and you're like if I ever have to cut a promo I have to do it like ten times because I flub over my words or it's like oh I forgot to say this or I forgot to do this and there are some people who they just they're they're one and done. You know, they, they can say a promo slap perfectly, and they don't have to do a second take. And I, I, those people drive me crazy because I was like, I wish I could do that, but I can't. You, you know, if I'm out in public or if I'm, like, if I'm at a show and someone's recording me, I can do it maybe one or two takes. But if, they, if I'm told to do a promo, like, you know, hey, I need a promo from you, I'm, a, I'm doing it, like, literally ten times at my house. Like, ah, oh, I do that again. That looks stupid. Oh, let me do that again. I flubbed over that word. You know, are so many videos of me cursing. <laughs> <laughs> are your promos scripted, or is it something you just come up with? Yeah, no, I just, I just kind of wing it, just because I, and I know I probably should script it out, but I don't, just because I think uh, it, it's going to be more time consuming, and I'm going to put too much thought into it than I need to and sometimes I feel it's going to be more authentic if it's just coming straight from winging it does that make sense yeah you got to actually put some feeling in that promo instead of like you're just reading a piece of paper you know exactly (laughs) yeah yeah because the fans can tell you know and all these guys most of the guys now on the main on WWE they're scripted now, back, say, when Steve Austin was wrestling, his was not scripted. They gave him some bullet points. He went out and ran with it. Right. It's totally different now. There's only maybe a few people now that's probably getting bullet points, and they go out and, you know, run with it. But <clears throat> it wouldn't do no good to give me a script. I'm not going to remember it. So <laughs> I'm Yeah, not, that's it. I'm not going to remember a <laughs> script. <laughs> so... 
<laughs> personally, I would just give me the bullet points and I'll go out and put the point across, you know. But, exactly. You know, but I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a professional performer like you or anybody else. So, so I can sit here and spew that. So. <laughs> It's well, I'm, I'm I'm not even all the way there myself either. So I mean, <laughs> you're a lot. It's just you're a lot further ahead than I am. So, <laughs> um, so I want to get to the main focus of what I was. Uh, we got your blood b- b- boiling a little bit today. <laughs> so Baron Corbin wins, oh. wins the men's Money in the Bank. <laughs> so I know you don't like it. I don't like it. And you're not, supposed, like you're not supposed to like it. <laughs> I know that. All I remember is the first time that guy came out. And and I I have admitted to a million to one people, I don't, I'm not able to watch wrestling like other people do because my job does not give me that kind of time. Um, so a lot of times I'm walking in the door at 11 o'clock at night. So I miss a lot of stuff. So the first, I don't know when the first time I saw him, first time I saw it, I'm like, who the hell is this? <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, okay, he's tall. He's got this this hair, and uh, I think he took his shirt off, and I said to my husband he should put that shirt back on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, I'm not trying to be mean. It's, this is not a, because I'm, I'm whole anti-bullying or whatever, but this is, this is why I'm going to say that. Because after Money in the Bank, this jerk got, and I know he's a heel, I understand. I get it, I get it, I get it. But he's sitting there, and he's talking to Renee and whoever else is on the panel. I just know I got heated because he was like, I don't have to go to the gym. I don't have to do anything. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? I mean, look at Austin Aries. <laughs> look at almost everyone else on there. And you're saying you don't have to go to the gym? Everybody has to go. It's not just so you can look good, so you can improve your strength and your mobility and agility. And he's sitting there so cocky. Then again, he's doing his job. That's his whole job, is to make you hate him, and I just can't stand him. He he but, sucked you in. <laughs> he sucked you in. Yeah, I just I just want to shave his head. That's all I want to do is shave his head. That, that That's why I'm sucked in. I want to uh, write dough on his stomach because it looks like Homer Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) Now, folks, I am not skinny. I am not claiming I have the perfect body, so before anybody gets all, well, you ain't perfect. I know that. I'm also not on TV, and there's a reason I'm not on TV. I'm not (laughs) on TV. I'm also not talking. I'm not on TV saying that I don't have to go to the gym either. <laughs> exactly. If anything, I'm actually going to go to the gym after I get off work later on tonight. So, I mean, you know, because I know I have to. That's just what I have to do. <laughs> but I'm not cocky and be like, no, nah, I ain't got to do nothing. No. What, what did you like about that match, though? Is there anything that stands out? I can't say that anything really stood out per se, just because I think I was so irritated with him. Is that, is that bad? That, sound, that makes you sound so bad. Uh, no. I, uh, I have a tendency to do that. Like, I I will sometimes focus on the negative too much, and I will literally be sitting there, and I, tur- I turn into that football player um, fan 
you know, when yeah. you're screaming at the TV, and I'll, I'll actually do that, and I always said I would never be that person. But I will literally get irritated at just that one person that I don't like, you know, except when Nia Jax comes out, and then I'm like, I'm all about just screaming her name, and just like, that, that's my girl, you know, she's, yeah, look at that, oh, yeah, ooh. and I'm like feeling every bump she's giving somebody else, and yeah, I think she's one of the people that I, I never focus on the negative on the other person, I always focus on her. But yeah, when he's involved in the match, I just, I don't hey, know. I, I tell you, I wasn't happy. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't happy that he won. Uh, I I really, I had picked AJ Styles, and I thought he was going to win. <laughs> they sucked me in, I'm telling you. But I did like the showdown between Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. Those two lit it up in the ring. Yeah, and, I love Nakamura. <clears throat> He's so wonderful. Yeah, so I think that AJ and Nakamura would be a great WrestleMania match. So, Isn't there but, talks about that? Wasn't there talks about that as soon as Nakamura came into the WWE that he that, that was going to be a WrestleMania thing? That, that was already pre-planned almost because it was uh, going to be... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been thrown around there, yeah. But to be honest, the last time those two locked up was in Japan... At Wrestle Kingdom, which is their WrestleMania, mm-hmm. that was that was both of their last big shows at the same time because they were both leaving to come to WWE. So that was pretty cool, and I, I watched that match and they lit it up. So, but most you know a lot of America American fans haven't seen that. So no. especially w, pro WWE fans, they haven't seen that. Uh, so yeah, I think it would be a great main. It would be a show stiller, I would think. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they'll save it for WrestleMania. You you never know. What I you know, creative is so weird these days. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about I, it. <laughs> I don't understand them half the time, but you know, you think about how many hours of TV they got to write for each week. So. I think some guys may be getting burned out. I don't know. <laughs> There's only so many new ideas you can come up with, kind of like, you know, new original songs. You're Somehow, some way, some part is going to sound like something else. I, you know, and that's why sampling takes place. But then again, it's like, okay, kind of make, make it your own. And even though you make an original song that's your original song, some little part of it is going to sound like a song that was from 10 years ago because you didn't even know it was in another song. And I, you know? I'm just going to throw that out there, too. I think Monday Night Raw is way too long of a show. What does it go off at 11 o'clock? It starts at 8? Is that right? It starts at 8, and it really it doesn't go off till 11.15. See, I lose my attention span, and I... I Applaud anybody that can sit there for three hours, that they ain't got laundry, dishes, work, <laughs> workouts to do. You know, good for you. Happy for you. But I just, I don't have that kind of time, and I don't think you have that kind of time, because you do your thing, and you are you stay busy, and you get up, like, really early, just like I do. And, you know, some people got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, I do watch most of it, and I try to, you know, catch up on the high points and stuff. Uh, also, I'm spending time with my wife during this time because we don't spend a lot of time with each other. And uh, but she likes to watch it, so that's you know that's a plus for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. I've had a past marriage where my wife 
ex-wife did not like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's different uh, now. My wife, my wife, now she likes it. So, but um, yeah, I, I think a two-hour show is enough for me. You know, a three-hour is good for maybe a pay-per-view that we're actually going to make the stories. You know, see the ending of a story. You know, <laughs> but uh, three hours on Monday Night Raw, no. I need they need to set that thing back down to two. <laughs> yeah, plus it makes it to where I mean the pay per view is supposed to be bigger than the regular. Yeah. So you, well, yeah. Right then and there, if you just cut the hour back on Monday Night Raw, and then the pay per view is the three three and a half hour one, that's the big one. It's kind of like Super Bowl. Well, then like you know? WrestleMania, WrestleMania Sunday, if you add in the kickoff show, that's a two hour event. And then WrestleMania itself is four hours or more now. <laughs> so yeah. we're looking at six, six and a half hours. Wait, you know why WrestleMania is so long, right? I guess to get everybody in they, there. <laughs> now, because they got that really long entrance to the ring. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's like a mile long. And it's like, oh, let's bring the cars out. Next is going to be a jet plane. Not that I don't like it. I do. I do. I, I, because that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be more dramatic. It's supposed to be more stuff because it's not supposed to be like your regular, you know, every day or every week show. It's supposed to be different on top, on point. You, you tell me another wrestling company that can put in. I don't know, three to five million dollars on a just a production set for a pay per view like they did WrestleMania. Exactly. I, I don't think any other wrestling company can. You know, uh, most of them are lucky to have a five million dollar profit for the year. So <laughs> that's a good year for some of them. You know, uh, yeah, that's the WWE. They spend money to make money, so. I I did lo- I enjoyed the set this year on WrestleMania the the big ramp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I would not want to walk that and then try to work a match. <laughs> I think there was a couple people that ran it, and I'm like, do you not understand? You still got to wrestle. <laughs> I'd be that slow move in person. Like, oh, wait, hold. All right, y'all just gonna have to wait a minute. They decided we're gonna use this really long ramp. You gonna wait till I get down there. I, I remember at the uh, Royal Rumble this past year, uh, they had it at the Alamo Dome. And, you know, that was a big entranceway, too. And at the actual Royal Rumble match itself, uh, I noticed, like, the Big Show and Braun Strowman, the bigger guys, were mm-hmm. kind of driven halfway down the ramp. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't see, you didn't really see, they didn't show the camera on them that much, but I saw some fan footage, and it showed them in carts. <laughs> They were being driven down the ring. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, those guys would be blown up by the time they got to the ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I gave the pay-per-view, a, I gave it a solid B. I, I, you know, there was a lot of things that I was disappointed with, but it wasn't a terrible pay-per-view at all. But, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't have paid 59 69 bucks for it. I'm glad I got the WWE Network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ten dollars a month, nine ninety nine. That's all we got it, so I don't have to listen to him say, oh, "We gotta get the pay per view again." No, we don't. <laughs> it's right there. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I was hesitant about getting that network at the beginning because they wanted that six month commitment. And then when I scrapped that idea, I'm like, okay, I'll sign up because then I can quit anytime I want. You know, like, I like it. You're still with it for like two years later, aren't you? I still have had it for two years now. Yep. Yep. I like like having that option. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's great. um, When we actually, you know, we kind of have, my husband and I have the same relationship as you and your wife as far as we don't see each other as much as we would like to, but there are nights where, you know, we've watched the Chris and Ed show, Christian, excuse me, and Ed show and, uh, uh, the cartoon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I love the cartoon. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it makes the, the first few episodes were the best and then they kind of, they weren't as funny, but I was convinced and I would, if I ever meet him, I will say this to his face I'm convinced Ric Flair was intoxicated every single time he did his voiceover for that cartoon. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced he's intoxicated every time he's on TV. So. Well, that I'm not sure about, but def- on the cartoon, I- I- I'm just convinced, and it makes me laugh that much more because I just think it's hysterical. And uh, Mick Foley's show with his daughter, I watched that a lot, and I think I got, you know, it's like, you know what? I'm gonna go check her Instagram. I don't see where she's wrestling anywhere. Is this stuff real? You know, and then you don't see any pictures of her training. You don't see any pictures of her wrestling, but you see her modeling, which is great. More power to her. But I'm thinking, okay, she gonna break into the WWE or what? You know, Charlotte Flair versus Mick Foley's daughter, Noelle. You know, that would have been kind of awesome. Here's a here's a true story, and I, uh, this is about the Holy Foley show. Mm-hmm. Pr- prior, like when they had it in the works to come on. I got this email from DDP Yoga, and it was a release form from the producers of Holy Foley. They wanted me to sign this form because they said that some footage of DDP Yoga would be on the show, so some faces may be seen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so you're saying I may be on the show? Like, maybe where they're doing the videos or something, you know? <laughs> I didn't know. So I had to sign the release. Well, so I'm like, now they had me curious because I'm like, well, obviously I've had no uh, interaction with the Foley's. I don't know them personally. Never met them. Right. So I think, well, maybe they're working out to the app or the DVD and it may show somebody. I watched every episode. The only thing I ever saw was them working out with Dallas Page. I, I, I did watch that and I did see that part. And I'm like, why did I have to sign a release? <laughs> that was the whole just in case thing. I guess so. I guess things got edited out, but it was just yeah. kind of weird for me. I was, I have, and it kind of had my hopes up because <laughs> I was like, oh, here's my chance to be on WWE Network. <laughs> you, know? you never know when that. You never know when that's gonna pop up. So you you just you take the chances and you sign whatever forms you gotta sign. Because then when that thing pops up, you can be like, yep, there I am. I signed for that. Uh Uh-huh. There we go. I'm immortalized on WWE Network now. (laughs) My little corner. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) But I I thought it would have been cool. (laughs) It still may happen. You just don't know. You never know. That's true. That is so true. Uh, So tell us uh, what's... 
what events do you have coming up? I, I saw something about, uh, was it called NovaCon? Yes, I'm going to be, it's, uh, the tech, the city itself is Tyson's Corner, Virginia, and it's, uh, NovaCon, which is a Comic-Con, and I admit, when <clears throat> I had gone to my first Comic-Con many years ago, probably about maybe five or six, and I always thought, how cool would it be to be one of these people where you're in this room of all these characters and people, you know, you're part of, you're part of it. You know, people are coming to see you as well. And thanks to my very good friend, Mark Perez, he goes by Carnage as his, his work name. Um, he got me on NovaCon. My appearance is going to be on that Sunday um, from 11 to 3. And the Boogeyman was just booked. I saw that. <laughs> yes. So I get to sit next to this guy and pray he doesn't eat some worms in front of me. So I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. But the fact that I'm going to be sitting next to you know, a, a legend pretty much is very just awesome. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what word to use. These are just little dreams come true, and because I, I, I'm not I'm not reaching for the stars per se. I'm not reaching for WWE. However, it'd be nice. But these things that I'm blessed to be able to do and be involved in is just like, oh my god, this is just great. Because that's one of the little things that I've wanted to do. And I'm gonna sit next to him and Mark Perez and Fantasia's gonna be there, and I'm just I'm honored. To be amongst, you know, these wonderful people, and that they're, you know, like I feel like I'm being allowed in per se, quote unquote. You know, I'm being accepted. It's kind of like you're in school. Like, oh, please let me in your group. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the clique. <laughs> you know, I'm in the clique. I'm in, I'm in. I'm in the circuit here. You know, I'm one of the cool kids. You know, it's just it's awesome, and because uh, I know he's gonna stay in gimmick the whole time. Oh yeah. And, yeah, he's his gimmick yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and somebody mentioned the worms the other day. I'm like, okay, really? He's going to have the worms out? And they were just, I don't know if they were just messing with me. I mean, I know he does that, but they're like, oh, no, he'll probably sit there and eat worms next day. I'm like, oh, oh God, okay. Oh, mm. I, I, tried, I tried to get him on this show. And I, I talked to him, and he said, I said, so are you, because I've never actually seen him on a podcast. Like, Never. And so I asked him, I go, hey, do you do any podcasts? He goes, I'm very selective. <laughs> so it was his polite way of telling me no. <laughs> well, maybe I can work my charm, what little charm I have, and, you know, be like, hey, this is a podcast you really do want to be on, you know. Yeah. So maybe. I'll work my charm with him and see if that works. As he, long as he doesn't eat worms. He may make you eat worms. No, 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 no. Never happening. Maybe if I if I write him and say, hey, if my friend Natty eats worms, will you be on my show? Oh, my. I'll find you and I will hurt you. Letting you know right now. I know this is a long shot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, Natty, I thought we were friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, we're friends. I ain't need no worms for you. <laughs> I'll 
And let me correct that. If you uh, if someone offered me a million dollars to eat a couple of worms, I would do that. <laughs> but, but there's got to be some millions up in there, or at least a couple hundred thousand. You know, I, I got to see the money on the table. <laughs> right in front of me. So as soon as I swallow them things, I can grab my money and just go and throw up. Yeah. Yep. They're going to be a vom bucket beside me. <laughs> yeah. I still think it's cool. Uh, the last time I talked to you, and it was on a, my other show that's no longer existing now, but the last time I talked to you, uh, you were going to go to a show that Tommy Dreamer was on. And I Yes, I did. Um, he This was in Amsterdam, New York. And definitely a uh, different vibe. Um, it was I've worked heel before, but very little. And now I'm from Jersey, yes, but I'm not I'm not familiar with New York whatsoever. And so they told me I was going to be heel. I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, no big deal. And they're cheering for me as a heel, and I didn't understand. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, I had a cocky moment in my head. I didn't say it out loud. I was like, man, I just get over everywhere I go. <laughs> 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 but I was told later uh, by my friend Jimmy Gennetti that um, he's like, no, it, they, they like heels up there. I'm like, oh, okay, now it makes sense because I couldn't figure out why they were cheering for me because I didn't get that. I'm like, man, I can't get over as a heel to save my life. I mean, to you know, for them to boo me, you know. Um, but everybody was very nice and it was very sweet when Tommy Dreamer came in and he automatically gave me a hug. And when he left, he gave me a kiss on the cheek. Um, I accidentally smacked his behind by mistake. <laughs> like I was walking with my suitcase and I, uh, cause it was about ready time to leave. And I think I turned around and I smacked him right on his butt and I didn't mean to, I was like, oh, and I did the, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he looked at me and goes, yeah, sure you are. Uh huh. I was like, no, really I am. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> so I was like, oh. I'm like, I got red in the face. I felt, but he, but he jokes. And so he's cold, you know, he's not, he's not a uppity stuck up person, which I, I find refreshing. Um, not that I've met anyone like that, but you're you're always worried that that's gonna happen. Like you you, you want to meet this celebrity to you, yeah, and you don't ever want that that moment to ever be tarnished. And you know, so the, I've met Tommy Dreamer twice now. I know people have met him way more many more times than I have. Um, and both times, the first time I was nervous to meet him, and then. You know, we had this really awesome hour and a half long conversation, and I'm just like, oh, this is great. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, he can bring you and Casey on his House of Hardcore shows. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Hey, it's hardcore, you know. Exactly. <laughs> but you you better up the ante on that one. <laughs> maybe me and him are going to have to have a conversation next time I see him. Yeah, I think that's, that's going to happen. Yeah. But hey, I, I mean, it's just a thought. <laughs> but uh, and, and then uh, I think we talked and you had been on a show that Ron Simmons made an appearance <gasps> let me tell you oh my god okay so <laughs> uh, he was he came to Yanceyville North Carolina is it Yanceyville? yes Yanceyville North Carolina and he 
was there and I had I had met him once at the same show as the first time I met Tommy Dreamer at in Wilmington and I was not working that show so I wasn't in the back or anything because uh, note to some people if you're not working this show you shouldn't be in the back that's right. kind of my that's kind of my biggest pet peeve especially the women um you're, just because you're the girlfriend of a wrestler does not mean you should be in the back with them because you make people uncomfortable. I'm just saying. You know, because they're just sitting there. You know, they're not part of the show. They're not even workers, but they're going to make sure that they're back there. It's, it's like they're watching. But anyway, um, so I, when I first met him, I popped my head uh, just where there was no one changing or anything. It was just, you know, right on the side curtain. And I was like, hey, I just have to tell you, um, I know you don't know me, but every single time I post a picture, your face, your meme pops up, and so you have made me Facebook famous. And he just started laughing. You know, the, the damn meme yeah. you know, the, that they made of him? And he just started laughing. <laughs> and I was like, that was a cool way to break the ice. Um, and, you know, he just thought it was funny, and um, and, uh, and I just, you know, just, I just introduced myself and yeah, just said nice to meet him, and then I left him alone because I was not working that show. Now, when I met him again in Yanceyville last month, was it last month? Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, he watched every person's match, everyone. He he had the chair behind the curtain, and he watched everybody. So it was my match, and I'm like, oh my god, he's watching. He's so... <laughs> I did. I was like. Oh. <laughs> But I didn't let it. I didn't let it like mess me up per se. Um, but I, I, I knew he was physically watching because I could actually see him peeking. So did our thing. It was uh, you know me and Danny. Uh, we it was our match, and then Casey interfered at the last minute, and dumped the trash can on me with trash in it. I actually got some trash in my mouth. <laughs> Things I do for wrestling. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> so we went to the back, you know, and um, he. Not to like literally not even a minute after I got to the back, he came up to me and he said so many positive things that I did not expect him to say. And if I could show you the way my face was like literally I'm staring at him like he's like I'm like a child looking at their daddy and like my jaw was like just dropping. And then I, I even said I said just ignore the way my face looks like right now because I'm in awe of the fact you're even saying these things to me. And uh, we talked for a few more minutes and, you know, posit you know, very positive things, constructive criticism, you know, and then after he talked to me, I thanked him so much and we had gotten a picture a little bit later and then while he was sitting there watching everyone else's match, I sat on the floor with him and we just conversed about, you know, different things. He wanted to know what was going on in my life personally because I was talking, um, he just asked me, like, where I was from and uh, what did I do on the side? And he, I was talking about the, because Nick D had actually picked him up from the airport in either Greensboro or Raleigh. And so I had told him that I was the co-host for the Nick D show. And so he was, we were talking about that, and I was talking about the modeling thing, and uh, I was talking about how my main thing is that I'm trying to start the whole, well, not start, but to be part of the anti-bullying thing with the fact that I'm not your typical quote-unquote model-looking person, 
you know, and just going on about that. And he was, he, and he was not that type of person that you think he's listening. He was intently listening and, you know, repeating things that I was saying. And, you know, he was still paying attention to everybody's matches. I mean, he's a good listener and he can multitask him, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it didn't feel like, he, you know, how like when you have a conversation with somebody and you feel like you're bothering them, yes. you know? Yeah, that you you do. I did not get that feeling at all, and I was glad because I was worried, you know. And I, cause I was just gonna sit there with him and just watch matches because actually one of my friends said, "Hey, watch my match for me." I was like, "Yeah, sure." And he was just he was just great, and he he talked to everybody. He was so personable and social and nice, and was went up to every single person after he watched their match, and he told them whatever he told them because I, I wasn't eavesdropping, so I don't know what was said. But he talked to everybody, and that's what you want. You want to have that legend say, hey, you did this right, you did this right, you did this right. Hey, work on this a little bit, and then you did this right. You know, this one, this thing, not so much. Just try to work on that, but you, then you did this right. So he was very positive anything. It wasn't like, man, you didn't, you couldn't, I don't know what the heck you were doing out there. You know, everything <clears throat> was positive with him. And that's a, that's a WWE Hall of Famer giving you advice. <laughs> That's why my face was the way it was because I was like, "Oh my god!" I almost cried. I almost cried. And and do you know? Do you know he was the first black world champion? Yes, I did because uh, the first time because I, I I don't know if you remember like the first time me and you when I was on your podcast I had said that I didn't get to watch this stuff as I was a kid. So when his meme first started popping up on my wall a lot i would ask my husband like who is this guy that they keep <laughs> putting the meat because i didn't know you know and so then tom told me about him so of course then i had to go watch him you know and then to, to be in his presence in person oh and then of course he had his one of his football rings on and you know i probably shouldn't have done it but like i touched the ring and i was like oh and you know like well, what's that for you know and I, once again personal space sometimes i forget about that but he wasn't you know and he's like oh that's when i you know did he was playing for here and i was like oh what so i was like asking about his life too and but yeah i did i did know that about him and i was very quite impressed yeah he was a heck of a football player for florida state so. that was it i couldn't remember the team but yeah that's what he told me yeah he was a defensive player and he was in the running in the voting for I think for the Heisman Trophy, and that's that's amazing for somebody who doesn't handle the ball. You know that's you don't right. see that very often. So yeah, he was he was a heck of a football player. Um, so you you mentioned your own uh, Nick D show. Your your co-host. Uh, I think your own Facebook Live is that on Wednesday nights. Yes, it is on Wednesday nights at from ten to twelve. Yeah, I've, I've got a glimpse of that show. I'm usually going to bed then, so <laughs> I got a glimpse. Uh, so, yeah, you guys look like you have fun. <laughs> we do. Tom's want to smack him, you know, like he because he says that. It's like, did you really just say that? Stop it! Yeah, I yeah. saw one that uh, I'll say it on this show because I said this word last week. Something about a testicle mic or something. <laughs> yeah. That's my microphone. Because uh, I, I hold it. Because I, I, made, I made the mistake of making a joke. 
you know, the first time that I was there and I grabbed the mic and I was like, oh, it's kind of, use other words. <laughs> oh, it's the mic. And he's like, all right, that's going to be your mic from now on because that's how you touch it. I'm like, that's just great. I just set myself up for, <laughs> you know, for a very long time or hopefully, you know, of it being called the testicle mic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I said that word last week because I was talking about the uh, next pay-per-view that's coming up, the WWE Great Balls of Fire. Yes. Did you see the logo for that? <laughs> I saw the commercial. I don't recall the logo. Does the logo look like a testicle? Yeah. Part of it looks... No, it does not. You're lying. No, I'm not. It... No, I'm not. It, oh, you look... You gotta I didn't know. Pull it up. When you pull it up on your phone, you can find it. Google it or whatever. <laughs> It'll show it. <laughs> and it looks like testicles on fire. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That is so just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> my wife seen it. Because my wife thought I was making it up. And I said, no, it's a marketing nightmare. Look at it. She So she saw it Sunday. She's like, why would they do that? <laughs> <sighs> because in the end, it's still gonna make money because it puts. It's all about what subliminal images it puts in your brain. Not that everybody I, wants to see a testicle put on fire, but the fact it's funny. That, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but I did hear, I don't know, rumors, or whatever, that they were gonna change the logo for that, but obviously they haven't. So. <laughs> it's, I'm surprised that I'll be honest. I'll be surprised some parent hasn't tried to sue the company yet for oh, that reason. Oh, they're getting sued all the time. So it's you know, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Some idiot is to be like, my son saw that logo and then he set his own testicles on fire. And that's I swear to God, it's gonna happen. Mark my mark it on your calendar, June twentieth. Natalie said that some parent is going to sue for like, some son is going to set their testicles on fire. That's what's going to happen. You heard it from sex. Mm -hmm. You heard it from sexly herself. Yep. That's right. <laughs> hey, listen, it was great having you on the show this week. And, Thank you. uh, what now if anybody wants, wants to book you for a parents, a show, whatever they want to book you for, uh, they give me some commission on this. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know uh, it. I what uh how do they best contact you to get for to book you uh, it's best to contact me through facebook you can either contact me on my natalina corvino page you can contact me on my natalyn petronella lewis page i mean it's pretty much out in the open who i am um all i ask is that when you send me a message please start it off so that i know that you're somewhat a professional person because if you just send me hi, i kind of going to assume that you're just, you know, one of those creepers. And as soon as I say hi back, you're going to send me an appropriate picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that is the best way to contact me. Um, uh, leave me another way to contact you in case you're not online and you need an immediate answer. Um, uh, I am on Instagram, Natty, N-A-T-T-Y-Y, 2977. Um, I answer those messages when I actually get them. I don't. I don't think really too many people message people on Instagram that much. Actually, that's how you and I started talking. Was Instagram? 
That is, you're, you're like one of the only people. <laughs> you like you you broke my Instagram messaging cherry. <laughs> I've never been told that. So okay. <laughs> you told me uh, one night I got a funny message, but it wasn't. It was the truth. But you said I was talking to you, and you go. Oh, I can't see. My snake is blinding me. And I was like, no one has ever told me that. <laughs> yes. I was using my eyes. It was so weird. It was, it was, I told my wife, I was like, I have never got a message like this. And I probably never, ever will. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I showed her the video of the she sent me with the snake. And she's like, oh, that gives me the creeps because she's terrified of snakes. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, that gives me the creeps. <laughs> oh, but no, hey, keep in touch as always. You know the drill. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm serious about the promo contest between you and... Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm, de- I'm, I'm definitely I'm not saying this just because we're talking right now no I'm I, I think it's a great idea I think we should definitely do it you set it up and um you know okay. we'll, we'll definitely do this I think it'd be very good okay I'll I'll get in contact with Casey and hey who knows it may be next week if you're not busy so <laughs> we'll no, see. I, I think uh, I'll, I'll let you know what night um that I'm not working working too late too late um, yeah We'll check in with Casey too. So, and let me check on the date. Let me check on the date for you just to be make sure of that, just so I'm not giving you the wrong we, date. We will, and we want to make sure we can get it out there before your actual match. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or it's just the moot point. So, <laughs> but hey, once again, thank you for being on the show, and uh, I'll check back in with you and right. keep killing thank it you. out there. Thank you. You're welcome. Talk to you later. Bye. I want to thank Natty for being on the show this week. I had a lot of fun talking to her, as always. She's a wonderful guest and just a great friend of mine. I want to wish her luck in her future adventures that she does. <laughs> Anything she does, she's great. Uh, man, I want to thank you all for listening here on SoundCloud and iTunes each and every week. And... The fun's just beginning, guys. The fun is just beginning. We'll continue to do everything wrestling on this show. That's why we're called Walk That All Wrestling Show. We're going to walk that all every single week. Review, preview, and interview all things professional wrestling. Anything from mainstream to independence. We like it all on this show. Continue to support us. Go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Go to SoundCloud and comment and like us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WTA Wrestling. And then go follow us on Facebook. It's at Walk That All Wrestling Show. Hit me up on Facebook if you will. And if you have any messages you want to give me. Or you can uh, contact me at EWT256 at gmail.com. Independent promoters, if you want to promote your show on here, contact me as well at that same email address. And if you want to do any advertising on the show, same to you. Contact me at EWT256 at gmail.com. That's all I got this week, guys. Until next week. This is your host, Eric Thacker, and don't forget to walk that aisle. Woo!